Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. I'm Nick Ainelli. The Justice Department sues Google, saying it's running a monopoly. We'll bring in MSNBC legal reporter Jordan Rubin at 810 to help us understand what's going on with that. Dow up 104 today. The Wizards beginning a five-game road trip in Dallas. It's 8 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. The search for the suspect in a deadly Yakima, Washington convenience store shooting has come to an end. Yakima Police Chief Matthew Murray. The suspect apparently shot and killed himself, and that was prior to officer's arrival. There were officers who heard the shots, but no one saw him actually do that. Three people were killed in this morning's shooting. Police say the suspect stole a car, drove off, and before taking his own life, called his mother, making incriminating statements. CBS's Steve Futterman with the latest on mass shootings in California over the past few days. An emotional Governor Gavin Newsom with two mass killings in his state in a 40-hour period referred to the number of national incidents already this year. 39 now of these mass shootings. And we're only at day 24. He then began reading the names of cities where mass killings have taken place. Sutherland, Sandy Hook. And he ended with two more additions. And I started writing in Monterey Park. And now I got to write in Half Moon Bay. What the hell is going on? Newsom said something needs to be done. Steve Futterman, CBS News, Los Angeles. Several tornadoes touched down in Texas and Louisiana, including one that caused damage in a Houston suburb. CBS's Janet Chamley and reports from Deer Park, Texas. That is the sound of chainsaws and power tools here in the community of Deer Park, Texas. After a tornado swept through here late this afternoon, I'm standing in a strip center with a Little Caesars Pizza, UPS store, a Kalachi store. All of them have the windows broken, debris all over the parking lot. The owners now looking and assessing the damage. No injuries or deaths reported. Meantime, the country's midsection is getting snow and ice. Attorney General Merrick Garland is so far not weighing in on recently discovered documents marked classified found at the former the home of former Vice President Mike Pence. University of Virginia political science analyst Larry Sabato weighs Pence in. Pence has really helped both Biden and Trump. I'm sure that wasn't his intention, but it actually does show that presidents and vice presidents and probably others are likely to have at least some classified material. Walmart is raising its minimum wage to $14 an hour for store employees. CBS's Matt Piper reports. Starting in early March, the retailer's average wage in the U.S. is expected to be more than $17.50. Walmart says about 340,000 store employees will get a raise because of the move. The chain is the country's largest private employer, and the move to $14 brings it closer to many of its competitors, including Target and Amazon, which have raised their minimum wage to $15 an hour. Stocks closed mixed on Wall Street. This is CBS News. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Liberty Mutual Insurance. 803 here on WTOP, Tuesday evening, January 24th, 2023. Right now we're at 41 in College Park, down to 28 late. Good evening, I'm Dimitri Sotis with the top local stories we're following this hour. A storm system is expected to bring wet snow to areas north and west of the district tomorrow. Storm Team 4 Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer says parts of northern Frederick County, Hagerstown, and areas close to West Virginia could see up to an inch of wet snow. 
Uh, the storm system is also expected to impact the D.C. metro. Camber tells us we won't see much, if any, snow. I really do think the roads are just going to be wet. I don't think they'll be icy. I don't think there'll be any real problems up there. I know some of the roads have been pre-treated. Even around the D.C. metro area, they've been pre-treated, even though I, I don't think we'll need that at all. I do think, however, up to the north into West Virginia and to parts of western Maryland, pre-treatment is definitely going to help, but also the warmer temperatures. Camber says temperatures throughout the region are expected to stay above freezing tomorrow. Stay with your weather alert station. WTOP and WTOP.com. Substance abuse in schools is weighing on the minds of Montgomery County leaders. The issue came to a head yesterday when a couple of students were found passed out in Bethesda Chevy Chase High School. Now a school meeting is set for almost a week from now, Monday night. Parents, students, and teachers at BCC will turn their attention to school safety. And Principal Shelton Mooney has sent parents a link to an article about talking to teens about substance abuse. In an email to the school community, the principal revealed that two female students were unconscious in a school bathroom at around 8 o'clock Monday morning. And a security team member said they appeared to be under the influence of alcohol. The students were taken to the hospital by ambulance. Mooney says there's an increase in serious incidents involving alcohol and illegal drugs. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. After a six-year-old student was recently accused of shooting his teacher in Newport News, Virginia, some lawmakers in the state are now calling for stricter rules for how guns are stored in your home. WTOP's Nick Ionelli has that. Children are bringing firearms to schools. It's a bill that would require adults to keep guns in a locked container if anybody under 18 years old is in the home. The main argument from supporters. These are deadly weapons. We're not saying don't own them. We're saying store them responsibly. It passed in a Virginia State Senate committee with Democrats in favor and Republicans against it. Opponents argued. We have teenagers out there that have been raised around firearms. They've been taught to safely handle them. My children had access to my guns. I wanted them to be safe while I was at work. They say there are plenty of cases where teenagers have used guns in order to stop home invasions. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. In the wake of that elementary school shooting, the Newport News School Board will vote tomorrow on the departure of its superintendent. An agenda for a special meeting says the board will vote on a separation agreement and severance package for Superintendent George Parker III. The board will also vote on a new interim superintendent. Both parents and teachers have called for Parker's resignation or firing. Parker and the school board chair did not immediately return calls from the Associated Press seeking comment. Republicans in Congress are threatening to block D.C.'s controversial crime bill, which took 16 years to craft, and their opposition is once again giving steam to statehood efforts for the nation's capital. D.C.'s delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton says the revised criminal code is now the subject of conversation in Congress. And there's been some disagreement, not much, but some disagreement on this new criminal code. Among those in opposition is Kentucky Congressman James Comer, who said in a statement the council, quote, wants to go even easier on criminals, which will turn D.C.'s crime crisis into a catastrophe. His office did not provide any specifics to what he opposes in the bill. Maryland Senator Chris Van Hollen. This is another example of why um, D.C. statehood is so important, uh, because it's simply wrong to have members of Congress impose their will. Van Hollen supporting the statehood bill being reintroduced by Delaware Senator Tom Carper. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. Ahead after traffic and weather, the Justice Department and eight states are suing Google tonight, saying the tech giant runs a digital advertising monopoly. We'll get some live details from MSNBC and uh, former prosecutor Jordan Rubin, I say MSNBC legal reporter Jordan Rubin, will be with us. Stay with us now at 8.07. Hiring the right talent is my number one priority for my growing company. I used to believe that if you post it, they will come was the only way to recruit new employees. 
However, after months of being ghosted by candidates and having more empty chairs than employees made me fire the dot-coms and reach out to 2060 Digital. Their team of experts created and managed a custom marketing strategy to help me reach and hire the best candidates for my growing company. Their social media experts created ads that highlighted our facility. Their email experts developed A-B testing strategies to find the best time to reach them. And the best part, 2060 Digital is a Google Premier Partner. So when my audience searched for available jobs online, we topped our competitors in search engines. See what they can do for you by visiting 2060digital.com. 2060 Digital, building campaigns that connect. 808. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $69. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Here's Bob Imler in the WTOP Traffic Center. In Montgomery County, the crash at River Road at Goldsboro Road. Believe that's in the process of clearing, but uh, be alert there. Around the Beltway in Maryland and Virginia, traffic continues to run without delay. The earlier crash on the interloop at 450, that is pretty much gone now. At least it's out of the roadway and there's no delay. Uh, interloop around Kenilworth Avenue may have a new incident, at least on the shoulder, getting attention. 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, each running well up and down 270. Pace is good. The travel lanes are open, and 50 out to the Bay Bridge runs without delay. In the District 395 southbound, the incident has cleared at the Case Bridge. The travel lanes are open. It was a broken-down vehicle in the left lane, now gone. And on both 395 and 95, pace is good on the Virginia side. And on 66, it run well both inside and outside the Beltway. Looking for a safe used car? Fitzgerald Auto Mall has hundreds of good cars, trucks, and SUVs. Next to a new car, a Fitzway used car is best. Visit FitzMall.com today. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4's Mike Stennifer. It's weather advisory in effect for Frederick County in Maryland from 7 a.m. till 4 p.m. tomorrow. For tonight, look for an increase in cloud cover. Our lows upper 20s to mid-30s. Generally a cold rain across most of the region on Wednesday. Some wet snow north and west, but little or no accumulation, no real travel issues. By afternoon, just a cold rain across the entire region highs upper 30s to lower 40s partly sunny blustery and chilly on thursday highs mid upper 40s sunshine friday highs mid upper 40s we've got some nice weather coming our way this weekend i'm storm team for a meteorologist mike stenford so right now uh we have uh, in georgetown 41 degrees buoy 32 leesburg 37 and we'll be getting down to about 28 overnight we're brought to you by long fence save 20 percent on long fence decks pavers and fences go to longfence.com today schedule your free in-home estimate it's 8 10 on wtop there are fresh accusations tonight that google runs a digital advertising monopoly they come from the justice department in eight states in an antitrust lawsuit that was filed in district court in alexandria today Let's take you live now to MSNBC legal reporter and former prosecutor Jordan Rubin. He is the lead author of MSNBC Digital's new Deadline Legal blog, and he's with us live. We really appreciate the time, Jordan. What exactly is Google accused of in this new lawsuit, and why does the DOJ say that uh, what Google does amounts to a monopoly? Sure. So to put it very broadly, the accusation is that Google is exercising too much control in its business and that that's unfair. And so simply put, the Justice Department in its argument is trying to make things more fair by loosening Google's grip over its competition in the way that the government has framed it. So in the end, does Google have to separate itself from its ads? I, I'm, you know, I don't I hope I'm not sounding like a defender of Google, but I'm just trying to figure out how this might work. 
Sure. No, it's the perfect question to ask. What's going to be the implication of this, right? And so the implication could depend on the result of lengthy litigation, but that's essentially what the Justice Department is after, or at least part of it. They want Google to exercise less control, and so essentially breaking it up to some degree, and so that's at least part of the result that the Justice Department wants to see. Google, of course, is saying that it's the government picking winners and losers and that it should essentially stay out of it, at least to the degree that the government has involved itself in the matter. As uh, to the extent that is that you've had a chance to study it, does the government have a good case here? So that's a great question, too. Does it have a good case? It has a very interesting case. I would say just to take a step back, the Justice Department's antitrust enforcement, I would say, has picked up recently, and certainly companies like Google have noticed that. It's taken some interesting positions and is in a mode where it's not afraid to lose a tough case, even if it's advancing an interesting argument. And so I think the type of case and its success we're going to have to wait and see, possibly a very long time as the result of litigation. But I would say that the government is in a rather aggressive posture here. That doesn't mean it has a bad case, but it could just take a while for that litigation to play out. You know, connecting a few dots here, we just had the Senate looking at Ticketmaster and that Taylor Swift ticket problem, huge problem where people weren't able to buy their concert tickets last year. Wouldn't you say that there are similarities with Google in that you do have a government entity uh, trying to kind of jump in on behalf of consumers? Right. So a similarity there that I would pluck from there is what we saw in the hearing today is some rare bipartisan agreement, something we don't see every day, uh, perhaps not more than once a week, if that. And so (laughs) antitrust is an interesting issue that can create what might be termed interesting bedfellows on this. There's not necessarily a clear left-right answer like there might be in other topics that have that clear political valence to them. So I'd say at a broad level, It's an issue on which you might not necessarily be able to tell where everyone is aligned, whether it's in terms of the Justice Department at some level taking the same position as a state like Texas, a state where it's opposed in other litigation on a matter, something like abortion, to take an example that has a clearer political valence. So I think to take a commonality between something like antitrust enforcement that we're seeing in the courts and the hearing that we're talking about today over tickets is that it can have that interesting element to it where you might not necessarily be able to predict the politics as easily, and that's what makes it an interesting subject to follow. We're going to take one more sharp turn here, and I I should warn you, we just have a few seconds left, but it's a huge deal that we're learning out of Georgia, that the special grand jury report on possible 2020 election interference uh, will remain secret for now, but the Fulton County DA, Fonnie Willis, says uh, that uh, she is considering charges in the case. Something is imminent. Uh, Is this uh, Donald Trump? Trump in the legal crosshairs or maybe something less than that? Oh, I think it certainly could mean that. And what it does mean, we're going to have to wait, but hopefully not as long as we're going to wait for the Google litigation. In the words of the DA down in Georgia, this is going to be an imminent decision one way or the other. And so what it means for the former president, I don't know, but I think we're going to find it out fairly quickly. Appreciate the update tonight. Good to talk to you. Thank you. That's MSNBC legal reporter, former prosecutor Jordan Rubin. He's the lead author of the new Deadline Legal blog from MSNBC Digital. Stay with us here on WTOP. 
Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Now 815. Here's Rob. All right, uh, Georgetown out of halftime. It's looking promising over at Capital One Arena. I'm hoping I'm not jinxing it, but let's get another live update from Dave Preston downtown. If you do jinx it, you'll be hearing from Jack the Bulldog. Hoyas lead 47-41, 15-37 to play in regulation. They began the second half on an 11-4 run. Primo Spears has 11 points for the home team, while Kudus Wahab has six of his nine since intermission. Mo Gibson, the player to watch we told you about earlier, has 16 for the Blue Demons, including a three at the end of the first half to give them the lead. He had 31 in the two teams' December show, and he's yet to score since intermission. Georgetown leads to Paul 47-43, 15-13 to play in the second half. All right, no dogs in Dallas. The new look Wizards a few minutes from tip-off in the first leg of a five-game road trip. They enter tonight two games out of the final berth for the play-in tournament. So even with Kristaps Porzingis sidelined and Rui Hachimura now a Laker, GM Tommy Shepard says... Postseason is still our goal, always. And that's something that's up to these players. They've got to go out and win these games. We've got to keep adding talent. But I think it's coming together as a group. And certainly their motivation every day. Let's get to the playoffs. Anything can happen. Now, uh, Dimitri, you're a man who enjoys a good time. The NBA announced (laughs) a format change to the All-Star game next month. The team captains will pick their teams in a live televised pregame segment just before the game. So nobody will know the All-Star rosters until that night. Wow. Yeah, so hopefully the Wizards get at least one guy on there so that we can be on the edge of our seats waiting to see. You're you're right, it it builds suspense, but doesn't that seem very risky and, I don't know, just... I mean, it's basically a pickup game. It's the same as (laughs) just like running ball at the park uh, outside. So I guess that's the field they're going for. The Capitals, a 9 p.m. face-off with the defending champion Colorado Avalanche uh, coming up here at the top of the hour. The uh, Commanders announced today their offensive coordinator interview with Rams assistant Thomas Brown. Rob Woodwork, WTOP Sports. 817 students here on the campus of the George Washington University can now get emergency contraception pills from a vending machine. Our news partners at NBC4 report two student leaders surveyed 1,500 students about the machine. They received overwhelmingly positive responses that they wanted it. Not a lot of pushback. The only concern was about discreetness and how we could make sure that students felt that it wasn't a very public way to go and get some type of contraceptive. Student leader Neharika Rao tells NBC4 that's why they put the vending machines in the basement of the student center. She says the effort to get the machine to GW began after Roe v. Wade was overturned last summer. The pills currently cost $25, but the student leaders say they're looking at ways to drop that price or lower that price. Top stories we're working on this hour on WTOP. Former Vice President Mike Pence is the latest leader to have found classified documents in his home. They've been handed over to the FBI. California reels from a series of mass shootings with at least 18 people dead. What do we know about motives tonight? And the Ticketmaster blow-up recently over Taylor Swift tickets was tackled on Capitol Hill. Senators repeatedly used the word monopoly. Keep it here on WTOP for full details. 818, traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. And we're getting back to Bob in the traffic center. Oh, pretty quiet around the region now, around the Beltway in Maryland and in Virginia. No incidents or delays to report. Things are pretty quiet up and down uh, 270 between the Beltway and Interstate 70. Did have a crash on River Road at Goldsboro. Should be out of the roadway now. And traffic up and down uh, 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, each without delay between the beltways. 50 out to the Bay Bridge also runs well. Did have a crash in the district a while ago. North Capitol at H Street in the intersection. That may may just be cleared as well by this time. 
And uh, traffic on 395 and 95 on the Virginia side, each without delay, and pretty much the same story on 66. A little too early for any work zones out there. For over 35 years in the DMV, Greenberg and Betterman has helped tens of thousands of clients who've been hurt in auto accidents or victims of medical malpractice. Visit GBLawyers.com and feel better. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4's Mike Stenford this year. There's a winter weather advisory effect for Frederick County in Maryland. That goes from 7 a.m. until 4 p.m. on Wednesday. Tonight we are going to see an increase in cloud cover as a storm system comes our way. Probably will be in the upper 20s to mid-30s. Some wet snow and rain developing on Wednesday. Generally just a cold rain across the immediate metro area and the southern suburbs. Northern and western suburbs, you may see a period of wet snow, but temperatures are going to be at or above freezing. So no real travel issues. Could be a slushy accumulation of an inch or less on the grass. By late morning, all of us will see just a cold rain. And that cold rain will continue Wednesday afternoon. Highs upper 30s to lower 40s. Partly sunny skies, blustery and chilly on Thursday. Highs mid upper 40s. Sunshine on Friday with highs in the mid to upper 40s. 40s. Sunny skies warmer on Saturday, highs low to mid-50s. Increasing clouds on Sunday, highs mid-50s. I'm Storm Team 4 Meteorologist Mike Stinnefer. Upper Marlboro is right at freezing 32, Centerville 34, D.C. 41 degrees. Down to the upper 20s overnight, we're brought to you by New Look Home Design. Right now, save 50% on all roofing materials and labor. Still ahead tonight on WTOP, we're getting back to the first season of the Serial Podcast and its subject matter, a new court filing accuses prosecutors and a judge in Baltimore of impropriety when they overturned the murder conviction of Adnan Syed. We'll tell you what we know tonight coming up. It's 821. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-885-8844. 800-885-8844. That's 800-885-8844. Another school bans TikTok. That story on the way. University of Maryland Global Campus offers career-relevant programs that work for your schedule and tuition that works for your budget. So, as you move into the new year, realize your next success with a degree or certificate from UMGC, an accredited state university helping working adults like you take a leap forward. Apply by February 15th and we'll waive your application fee. Online and hybrid courses available. Visit umgc.edu. Certified to operate by CHEV. Julia owed the IRS thousands. I was paralyzed with fear. Then I heard a commercial for Optima Tax Relief. Optima Tax Relief is the leading tax resolution firm. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and experts in the Fresh Start Initiative. Optima Tax Relief settled my IRS tax bill. Call Optima now for a free consultation. It was amazing. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. You're listening to WTOP News. Now 823, a new court filing in the appeal to restore Adnan Syed's conviction stemming from the 1999 killing of Haymin Lee accuses Baltimore prosecutors and a city judge of violating open court proceedings. 
The Baltimore Sun reports that Lee's family says the prosecutors and judge met behind closed doors to choreograph the hearing where Syed's conviction was overturned. Syed spent 23 years in prison for the killing of Lee. His murder case was put up under the national spotlight in the hit podcast Serial. Charges against him were dropped last fall after additional DNA testing excluded him as a suspect. Lee's family wants the charges reinstated. Oral arguments in the appeal start next month. He's a familiar name around here now. He's been nominated to serve as Maryland's next transportation secretary. After retiring from WMATA last year, former Metro General Manager Paul Wiedefeld has now been nominated to be Maryland's next transportation secretary. Maryland Governor Wes Moore making the announcement. As a leader in the transportation sector, Paul has proven to be a thoughtful and decisive leader. Wiedefeld says he looks forward to helping the governor meet the goals of a transportation department that emphasizes social equity, environmental protection, and sustainable communities. Thank you again for the opportunity. We have a lot of work to do. So let's go. Before Metro, Wiedefeld ran BWI Marshall Airport. If approved by the Senate for the role, the secretary job also comes with a spot on Metro's board. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Another university is banning TikTok. The University of Wisconsin says it's forbidding use of the social media and video sharing app on school-owned devices. It's because of concerns that the Chinese-owned app security is not secure. Critics say the Chinese government could access your data. Other universities, such as Auburn, Georgia, and Iowa, have banned the app on school devices in recent weeks. Several state governments and the federal government have done the same on government-issued tech. It's 825. Money News 25 and 55 on WTOP. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute, and this is one of the reports Wall Street's been waiting for as big tech companies start opening their books on the last quarter. Microsoft has kicked things off. Investors like what they've seen of its profit and cloud revenue, both beating Wall Street targets, although overall sales were just about in line with estimates. The Justice Department in eight states have set their sights on Google's ad unit. They are suing the company, calling for the breakup of the search giant's ad technology business. The suit accuses Google of illegally monopolizing the digital advertising market. Google says the suit tries to pick winners and losers in a very competitive sector and says it'd make it harder for small businesses to grow. Alphabet shares fell more than 2%. On Wall Street, investors held steady on both sides of the flat line. The Dow up a third of a percent, 104 points. The Nasdaq and S&P losing about a tenth to a quarter percent. The Nasdaq down 30, the S&P 3. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Joan Doniger on WTOP. Australia's ASX 200 down a half percent. Other Asian markets are higher. Coming up after traffic and weather, we've got more about the top story we've been following this evening. The discovery of classified documents in former Vice President Mike Pence's home. And then... Frustrated by online efforts to get concert tickets? A Senate hearing has zeroed in on that issue. On Capitol Hill, I'm Mitchell Miller. Stay with us for your whole drive. Ask your smart speaker to play WTOP and use the free WTOP app. 826. I'm Bob Burke, founder and chairman of Burke America Parts Group, a family of brands that includes RepairClinic.com, an appliance and HVAC parts solution company that's grown into an international brand. Before AmericanEagle.com, we partially launched a new technology platform developed by another firm. American Eagle helped take our technology to a whole new level with digital marketing, software development, and business insights into our key markets, appliances, HVAC, and outdoor power equipment, and did so both on time and on budget. American 